0: thank you thank you thank you again for tuning in and thank you for your uh, applause I, I appreciate and luxuriate in your adoration but we have in the sponsor opportunity green room john bradshaw layfield the wwe hall of famer turned rugby advocate along with his pal king gift day inventor of words And they're preparing diligently for our your company name here slate, which has got all the stuff that we'll be talking about. But it also includes Mr. George Hook, who is waiting in the wings. So let's not dilly dally. Let's bring in John and Gift so that we can get George in quickly, gentlemen. Thirty three and thirty collectively, not great. But in a time where we're picking games where we don't know what the rosters are going to be because of the World Cup players committed, committed, and players being rested, it's tough to pick. So thirty three and thirty is not that bad. We do have the business of picking the wooden spoon and the walk of shame, and we were all at the same record. We were all 11 and 10. So it does come down to tiebreakers for the wooden spoon, and we're going go to go the, to the pick of the week, and Gift and I were correct on our picks of the week. I doubled down on Ulster. Gift went with the under in the Rugby World Cup, and John, guess what? He went with the over. In the rugby world cup, so John, what you are once again united with Woody? No, I went the with the over spoon. in the
1: England game, and it went over, dummy. Check the record, check the tape, dummy. I All put right, out a separate that. video. No, no, I put out oh, a you're separate video. That? Thank you. Because it's I verified, did John. You did get the ultimate. wooden spoon. No, I no it's wooden spoon that. I did the <laughs> ultimate sin. I. So we've muted
0: John's mic because he's not being gracious in accepting the wooden spoon gift. Don't go down that rabbit hole with him, please. Management is quick. Free the
2: champ. <laughs>
0: gift, be careful. Very careful here. Champ, boom, bye, hey. Champ, champ, boom, bye. Okay, they're both turned off on the rugby odds. What were the odds that they'd have their mics turned off only two minutes into the program? Amazing. Let's bring him back in, though, because we have to get to the business of the walk of shame. We'll bring John, and we'll bring Gift back in. Gentlemen.
1: Uh, another reason I don't deserve the wooden spoon is the fact, simple fact that I had picked South Africa first, and then I started thinking about it. And it was a toss-up, and I don't think either side was necessarily wrong because the teams were very, very even. Then I changed later in the week, and that's precisely why you get the walk of shame.
0: Right here wow. on the program, you pick one team, and yep. then – you go out there after the people have, that listen to you have made their bets. Then you go on a Twitter thing and say, oh, no, no, no. I'm going with the
1: other team. I overthought it, and then I chose uh, New Zealand. Now, it was a toss-up. So I, oh, I think you also
0: threw GIFT under the bus by saying in your little video that after listening to King
1: GIFT, A. Balu, you changed your mind. Because I respect his opinion. You notice I didn't say I, I, listened, I heard Matt McCarthy say it. I said, I heard King Gifted Beilu say it. So in the
0: meantime, all the people that watch this program and listen to what would have been your correct pick are now losers. And because of your weak need, lack of a spine, change of mind, you, sir, are in the walk of shame.
1: I don't accept. How about that? I don't accept. It's not something you
0: can or cannot accept. It's just something that happens.
1: But you know what? We we were all three
0: and zero in our on camera picks for the top fourteen, which was a down a, a goddamn miracle because we don't know who's playing when we make these picks. Gift, you you picked this up in the Premiership,
2: where I was absolutely horrific.
0: In all hail
2: kingy e. Balu! What can you say? Like the Premiership is doing everything that doesn't matter. If you if you try and pick them rationally with sense and logic. It just doesn't work because nobody's playing for them right now. <laughs> they well, got no players.
0: <laughs> you know, the same thing could be said for the top 14 and it is. the URC. But- he
1: said the same thing about the top 14 and the URC, okay? You don't have to repeat what he says. Okay, but it's because. All
0: right, he's muted again. He's now muted again. And we're going to unmute him when we bring in George. We're going to bring in George Hook now. And, John, try to behave yourself as we bring in George Hook. George, welcome back to to the program. Much appreciated. Not at all. Delighted to be here. Let's get right to it. George, what did we learn from the Rugby World Cup Final?
3: First of all, there have been 10 World Cup Finals. Um, I think this was the worst. If it weren't for John's dark and stormy's I wouldn't have lasted the 90 minutes. I was hopelessly drunk by the end, uh, whereas I probably should have gone to bed.
0: Now, wait a second. You have said on this program that you don't drink during a rugby match. No, but it's,
3: this match was so bad I had it. <laughs> it, drove, it drove me to drink. Okay. All right. We've all been there. Yes, But having said that, We've learned an enormous amount from it. The first thing is that they are trying to solve the problem of traumatic brain injury by issuing red cards. Nonsense. You know, it's like trying to solve the drug problem in the Bronx with issuing parking tickets. It doesn't work. You've got to change the game. Why Why the Bronx? (laughs) (laughs) I apologize to all my friends in the Bronx. Have you tried to park in the Bronx? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) You're you're all double parked. (laughs) So then the second thing that we learned is like there were what? Four yellow cards, one of which was upgraded to a red card, right? People were sent off on a rugby game in in the real world when when rugby was a game because of foul play. So some guy stamped on your testicles and the referee said, get out of here, right? I don't think the New Zealand captain deliberately attempted to take the head off his South African opponent. So it was not deliberate. Five or 10 minutes later, a South African uh, gets the yellow card. Now, it's not a red card because some guy in the bunker looks at this thing 27 times in slow motion and arrives at a conclusion. There is almost no activity on earth including banking, where if you looked at a problem 25 times in slow motion, you wouldn't come up with a different answer. I hated every minute of the final. I sat there drinking dark and stormies like there was no tomorrow. The, the rum population of Bermuda was denuded by me single-handedly. You've
0: shattered my vision of you as somebody that doesn't drink beer during a rugby game. Are you
3: telling me there's no Santa next? Well, it wasn't a rugby game. The only thing that really annoyed me was not one South African sea quarter has made the Rugby World Cup team in the tournament. Because you don't have any backs. I don't have a problem with it. I mean, I do believe it's cheating to have seven guys, uh, seven forwards on the bench. So they have won the match in the same way as General Haig attempted to win World War I on the Somme by just throwing millions of his men on there and getting them all killed on the basis he might get 10 yards. The South Africans are doing that to the game. Would they have beaten New Zealand with 15 men? I'm not sure. I'm really not sure.
0: Excellent. Let's take a brief break and come back with George Hook after this.
3: Need a great price on a new vehicle? Sheehy makes it easy.
1: Easy Price shows you our lowest prices on the Mid-Atlantic's largest selection. Find your best price online or at any of our 31 dealerships.
3: It's easy at Sheehy.
0: If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig & Whistle on West 36th Street. We're back with John Bradshaw Layfield, the WWE Hall of Famer, King Gethsemanu, the inventor of words, and Mr. George Hook. George, when you go to Bermuda to see John Bradshaw Layfield, are you going to be splitting that pizza seven-one split?
1: <laughs> the only thing for sure, Matt, is you're not invited. I don't.
0: I don't need an invitation, John. I know that you. It's an open door policy with us. Come on, compadre. All
1: right. In the meantime, John, what did you learn? I completely agree with him about the red cards, as far as being too penal. Because you've got to also look at intent. And when when fans pay, they they pay big money to go to these World Cup games. They pay big money to see stars play. And to have something as penal as no intent and to take that player off the pitch, which affects the game, I completely agree. Something needs to change with that. What else needs to change with uh, world rugby, I believe, is you can't have a bunch of Pacific Islanders playing backs for any other team other than Pacific Island teams. I think you need to quit the poaching. That being said, the referee in by Barnes in that World Cup final, the way he was talking to the players, talking them out of penalties, I thought was absolutely fantastic. Was not a fan of the semifinal referee, but that, that that's how you do it. I mean, that's what's good about rugby. There was a lot of positive things coming out of this tournament, a lot of really big, tough guys. I worry about the disparity between the, the big teams and the tier two teams. It's too big but there is a lot of positives that could be taken out of this. Hopefully they end up fixing what's wrong.
2: Gift, what have you learned? I think TMO is arguably the worst system that's ever made. Uh, And I'm a person who actually enjoys college football replays, especially the refs replay. But I realize it's just, it's so different. The worst thing that could be about it is the fact that it does not happen in the moment shortly after the penalty. It happens after play has gone through And that in itself is a strategic mishap. Uh, Outside of that, honestly, I love Smash Mouth's rugby. I love big boy rugby, 7-1 split. As an SEC football fan, a salivatingly fun, defensive, crack-in-the-mouth games, using your forearms or your head sometimes.
1: Kingy Bailey, that was a great reference to SEC football. Uh, to to these big countries, these big nations. That is exactly what it's like. You watch SEC football, and there are big, really tough men beating the living hell out of each other. And that's about what we year. saw when rugby was at its best this World Cup.
3: I know, no, but you've you've got to worry about American uh, sports analysts, right? Who have a game that is played nowhere. In the entire world except America, and they call it the World Series. Now that immediately ends all regard for Americans. No, no, no.
0: We're poaching players from all over the globe, George. We're poaching them for where, from wherever they are from the time they're 12 and 13. So don't you don't you say that? But George, I've learned that I need to listen more to George Hook. And George, with that, I'm gonna take my time here and throw this at you you had a little kerfuffle with Joe Marler not shaking the hand of Sir, Sir Bill Beaumont, the chairman of the board of World Rugby, and being called out on it in social media by Andy Good and Jim Hamilton coming to Bill Beaumont's defense. What do you make of all this little slap fighting and in, infighting with England rugby and World Rugby?
3: Believe it or not, uh, in... in uh... 1967, I played for the club that Bill Beaumont played for, but not at the same time. Then round about 1992 or thereabouts, I coached that club and Bill Beaumont was on the rugby committee. On the basis of those two associations with Bill Beaumont, he wouldn't have got my vote to be the head of World Rugby. Uh, Bill Beaumont, whether he likes it or not, has now overseen the most disastrous decade in the history of this game. He has displayed no leadership. He has displayed no moral courage. And uh, I don't know whether Joe Marl or Deliberty shook hands with him or Tindin should him or what the heck, but for every Hamilton or Good who would defend him, you'd find a dozen who would not defend it. And the real tragedy for world rugby is Augustine Pichot, who was the Argentinian scrum half and is their representative on world rugby. He has been effectively silenced because Tier 1 nations don't give two hoots about it. the Tier 2 nations. don't care whether they survive or not. And for that, Beaumont bears primary responsibility.
0: We'll be right back after this. You need your cleats. You need them tomorrow. If you order today by 3 p.m. New York time or noon LA time, they can have them to you tomorrow. Young, old, male, female, if you're playing on turf, if you're playing on grass, if you're playing in the rain, you're playing in the heat, they've got you covered.
1: RugbyNow.com. Go there now. And we're back. John. George, you told me a wonderful story when we had uh, dinner or lunch the one time down on Front Street in Bermuda about the kids you worked with. I believe it was in Houston area. And that, to me, that is growing the game, working with kids that have never played the game before, Helping kids to get better, be better in life, and also better in rugby. How do you grow the game globally? Because what we're seeing is we're not seeing the great game grow, grow globally. What would you do to help fix that?
3: If the game is losing huge numbers in New Zealand, then how does the rest of the world grow it? If the major nation on Earth is losing people. When I coached kids in Houston, they were all black kids, as it happened. And they didn't know uh, rugby from a, a $3 bill. It was interesting. I'm standing there, and this man comes up to me, and he says to me, I want my kid to play this game. And I said to him, what do you know about this game? And he said, nothing. And I said, well, why do you want him with me? on on this group, and he said, because I don't want him to finish up like his brother, dead. And, And what we achieved in, and it was Pittsburgh, it was Seattle, it was Houston, it was different cities, is those kids played a game they didn't even understand, but it got them off the streets. Now, I think we would do more in America, to be honest, in growing the game at that level. None of those kids were ever going to play for the USA. They're for the Eagles. But we might have done something socially. The first time I ever coached uh, kids in America, they were all putting uh, what I thought was um, a tape on their uh, uh, ankles. And then I discovered, no, they were taping up the electronic devices that the cops had put on them to keep track of them. So I learned I was living in a different area. Now, the problem for us as a, as a world game that we haven't done we haven't got Portugal involved. We haven't got Georgia involved. We haven't got the Pacific nations involved. We've we've condemned them to a second tier. Portugal are not going to play a tier one nation between now and Australia four years hence, yeah. and that is to the everlasting discredit of world rugby.
2: Gift. I I love that you talked about Portugal because it kind of segues ways to this other part where my question is. What is the significance of being able to play the tier ones? If the tier ones bubble themselves into their own segment, what is it that makes it that the tier two nations cannot formulate a culture of basis on their own but that play requirement that people say improves the game? Why can't tier two nations find ways to be able to improve the game playing against themselves, learning through other tier one or other coaches that are well-talented, well-experienced. What makes it that it's so important that Tier 2s are blocked out simply because of the fact that Tier 1s are not involved in it?
3: Um, Well, I'm glad I'm on an American program because the greatest capitalists on earth, of course, are Americans. So they understand that money uh, is the root of all evil. And uh, what money is the root of all evil in relation to rugby. The the top eight stroke 10 nations are getting richer and the bottom 10 stroke 20 are getting poorer. So you can't develop the game if you don't have any money to develop it. And the top eight, 10 nations want to keep all the money and that's why all the competitions are geared towards producing money for them. There is a slice way out of it and Argentina are a good example Argentina are poor and they can't afford to play the game as professionals in their own country so what they do is is send off all their best players to play somewhere else and get paid by somebody else so the Argentinian best players get played by in France or in England or wherever and that enables Argentina to survive Rugby union in the Olympics is seven aside. It's not rugby union. So, in the greatest sporting spectacle in the world, the Olympic Games, rugby union isn't there. It's seven aside. No real scrums, no real lineups, no real rocks. All you do is do what the Americans do they go down and they get a few guys who are ranked. 11 and 12 in the 100 metres in America, they get them, they put them on the sevens, they throw the ball to them, and they say, unlike hell, score." The the American Eagles do not have a permanent camp. The American Eagles do not have full-time professional squad. It's sevens do, because they're funded by the IOC, the International Olympic Committee. You're going to see sevens grow in America at the expense of fifteens.
0: The Olympics is a much shorter period of time, and you can't do a World Cup kind of thing in the Olympics unless you revamp a pre-Olympic tournament to establish teams that are left to play in those gold medal or medal rounds. But we're running out of time, George. And before we let you go, I have a question for you. Is Rassi Erasmus... Now the greatest director of rugby in Rugby World Cup history. Yes. Very succinct answer. I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, no. Come on. Give me a little
3: more. Well, hold on. I mean, the purpose going into this tournament was to win it. And he won it. He won it in extraordinary fashion. He won it with only one hooker. So when their hooker got hurt in the final, they put a fella on who couldn't throw the ball into the line. He went into that game with just one back substitute, took an enormous risk. So therefore what Erasmus has done is to give South Africa a methodology which makes them world champions. You can't argue with that. You simply cannot argue with
1: that. And Matt, the Olympics average is 16 days, which means you can play 18 tournaments, 16 day, nine day and two day. And you could have an 18 Olympics uh, for the rugby world cup. So your, your statement was absolutely stupid.
0: No, it wasn't. (laughs) You just verified it because you just said it's a 16 day tournament. You can't. That's what I just said. How many rugby matches? Your report was terrible. George, I'm sorry. For, just to eliminate any confusion, did you suggest that the 15s be played in the current Olympic format?
3: I didn't suggest anything, it doesn't exist. I mean, Exactly. The day, no, the day they announced that rugby was to be in the Olympics as a seven-a-side tournament, and I slightly disagree with the man from Bermuda, they had to get a, a, a type of game that could be done in a short period. Ergo, in the, in the next Olympics, we're going to see cricket for crying out loud. In order, John, I have to say, to make cricket work in a six 18 day turnaround, they have to play a truncated game of cricket. Cricket was never meant to be played in a truncated form. It was, it was supposed to be more boring than baseball, it was supposed <laughs> to last longer than baseball, and it was to have more drink than baseball you can't have a five-day cricket match and that's what's supposed to be five days they have to have some mickey mouse truncated version of cricket thank you
2: <laughs> thank drives you. Thank me you.
3: to dark and stormies on that
0: note i want to thank george for coming on again and taking the time out of your business schedule thank you george From New York City comes America's longest-running and most popular rugby show. The biggest names in Major League Rugby, MLR highlights, and big match previews. Rugby Wrap-Up presents MLR Weekly, made in New York City. we're back. And again, thanks to George Hook for coming on. And, guys, we are going to look first at the URC, the United Rugby
1: Championship. John Bradshaw, Ablefield, who do you like this week? Uh, it's, hey, when you got Seabiscuit, keep riding them. Leinster, even though they get played against my Scots, Edinburgh, go with Leinster. The Benedict Arnold of rugby, ladies and gentlemen. You saw him do it on his Twitter no. feed. And People, now he's doing it no, again. No, he's going against no. the Scots. People out there respect King Gifted Bailu and I's opinion because we give them straight views. Not on who we just want to suck up to, like you and whatever country Stephen Lewis happens to be co- coaching this week. King Gift A Balus and Eyes Opinion. What exactly the fuck was that? That's the good Southern off, language, right the there, Freddie. Oh, good boy. Southern. Language. We stop biscuits and we talk oh. about eyes. It's like a Dang cigarette in the back of my
2: neck. Oh God! All right, Gift. Ring, ring, ring. Uh, who's on the line? That's Vodacom. All right, Bulls are about to bully over some zebras. All right. Black and white stripes aren't going to be doing anything but creating a target for them.
0: Horns. Ding, ding, ding. It's the bad humor, man. I'm going to go with Benetton. Crazy as that sounds, at home, five and a half over the Lions. I'm probably going to regret it, but I'm going that way. Premiership. John.
2: I regret every time I see you. Northampton over Bath. Gift. You got to give it to the the jesters of Premiership. Harlequins. All right. Look, 15 and a half point favorites. Absolutely about to do some destruction on some Newcastle boys. I'm going back with my politically incorrect Exeter Chiefs.
1: I'm going to go with them again. They like, made where, me a winner last week, and I think they're going to incorrect. beat back the Bristol Bears. That's not politically incorrect. Chiefs is not a derogatory term.
0: Have you seen right. the mascot? Have you seen their logo? No, I have not, actually. Okay, then, then you just be quiet. Okay? John, who do you like
1: in France? La Rochelle, you potato head. That was really uncalled for. Again, in hurtful. France.
2: Hey, in France, should be Laporte ahead. Gift. Look, you got two loser teams: Bordeaux on Montpellier. So I'm gonna go with Bordeaux. I'm going with
0: Toulouse on the road versus Pow. The WXV. We've got
2: Australia versus Wales, France versus Canada, and England versus New Zealand. And these games are in New Zealand. Gift. France versus Canada. I'm gonna have to give this one to France because they definitely have the power. They got the speed. And uh, Sapa and Daya at 8. Ah, absolute beast to watch.
1: John, New Zealand at home Ooh. to win Ooh. over England.
0: Ooh, that's going to be a good match to watch because that's two very good teams. Australia versus Wales. I'm going with
1: Australia. Pick of the week. John. I'm going to go with the parlay. I Meaning you put them all together, they all got to win. Only on the money line. Don't worry about the points. The Stormers, Stadford-Francais and La Rochelle. You bet $100, you win 364 If all three teams win, forget about the points, just money line. Big, big money. The
2: Rugby Odds Parlay of the Week. You are so butch. Oh, what Wow. Gift. New Zealand versus England. The Black Ferns, that's the, well, England. The last score was 34-31. But this game? The thick England team is absolutely going to keep it on the under as they are going to smash mouth their way into a lower scoring game
0: various definitions of thick I'm going with stade francae minus seven and a half versus James Harrington's castra on that note we are out of time I want to thank Mr. John Bradshaw Layfield the WWE Hall of Famer king gift day Bailu, the inventor of words the inimitable george hook and thank you for tuning in please check out our other shows including mlr weekly the college rugby wrap-up hit that subscribe button on youtube sign up for our weekly newsletter tell a friend about us and please join our american red cross blood donor
2: team